Hello everyone, this is Eric Williams and I am your host of the podcast you're listening to. We are the Melanated Homeschoolers Podcast. Again, our name is Eric Williams and we're here to provide support, resources, and information for those who are homeschooling their children, specifically for those children of color, people who are melanated with dark brown and red skin, who feel the system that your children are currently in is not suit for them. Again, as they say, your first teacher, and we feel your best teacher is your parent and starts at home. So we're here to support that. We know different people have different views and different reasons why they choose to homeschool. We don't judge. We don't look down. We don't offer any negative vibes. It's all positive energy from us. Feel free to chime in and listen as we move along with things. This is the initial intro podcast. So we're just working and fine-tuning things. Again, my name is Eric Williams. My co-host will be Janice Ingram. We're looking to do interviews with other homeschoolers, other educators as well, all from the black perspective. Oftentimes, we get a lot of naysayers of people who say, well, what are your kids going to do about college? Or how do you know that you're teaching them? Trust me, there's all kinds of curriculum. Children learn all kinds of ways, and when the tests come to prepare them, they'll be ready to ace them and go along their way. One of the routes you could do is just testing your kid for the local community college, get them in there for a credit, and that, that can right along because move along their education process to transfer to universities and colleges if that's your long-term goal or something that you're hesitant about. Oftentimes, people who homeschool their children we find that they have higher success and actually are entered into college even sooner than those who are in public, private, or other chartered schools. So again, each child is different. Each child is individual, and they learn individually. And oftentimes when they're in classrooms and group settings, they get lost in the shuffle. A lot of children are quiet by nature, and teachers tend to overlook them. A lot of teachers are stressed and can't handle a group of children. So a lot of children thrive once you get them on a one-on-one level. And you find out their learning style, what interests them, what's the best way to keep them motivated and keep them interactive and keep them on task with doing their assignments and what what brings a spark to them. And once you spark a kid's interest in learning, it just won't stop. He's going to want to learn all the time, whether it's something small or whether it's something grandiose and something you think we wouldn't be able to possibly reach. He might learn and end up discovering a, a, a whole new planet one day. You never know. All just because you sparked that interest in science or that interest in astronomy or astrology. So children are constantly watching. They're constantly learning whether you like it or not. So it's always good to have your eye on things that they're learning and what they're ingesting. Uh, a lot of times we our kids face a lot of peer pressure, a lot of bullying, a lot of social things that you personally wouldn't agree with. And homeschooling is one way to keep them away from that. You're more abreast of what, this, what the environment is and what they're learning about. Nowadays, when when the kids have sex education, they just bump first graders into sex education. Like that's just preposterous to me. So, again, you, homeschooling, you're probably not going to have your first grader start out with sex education and sexual diseases at first grade. So, that's just one example of the the obstacles that we face as children, as parents of children who are trying to move along through the public school system. So. Again, keep in mind, we're here to reach out. We're here to provide support. I do not claim to know everything. I am not a teacher by profession, trade, or by nature. 
I'm just a parent who wants the best for their children. Uh, their mom has a master's degree. I do not. Their uncle has a master's in teaching. I do not. I have friends that have PhDs. So there's always resources. Whether you feel that you're qualified or not. Someone knows something that you don't. And don't think just because you don't have a master's degree in education that you can't educate your child. Your child's learning from you every day. From simple watching you, how you move and navigate personally to how you tie your shoe and wear your hat. So <clears throat> never be discouraged. It's your child. They're learning from you regardless. So you find out what works for them and you get them rolling along. All right, that's it for today. This is just a small example of what we got coming. Like I said, in the future, we look to have interviews with educators, fellow homeschoolers, people who are just interested and just want to share opinions, people who want to let you know how homeschooling went for them and what tactics they used and what curriculum they might have been into. We don't push a specific curriculum here. We don't push a specific agenda other than doing what's best for you and your child. And that's all we're interested in is seeing them flourish. Thanks. Have a good day. Hello, everyone. This is another round, another segment of our podcast for the Melanie Homeschoolers. I had to take a break, take care of some family business, but we're back and rolling. Had an interesting weekend. Uh, hello to all on celebrate Easter. Had a good Easter holiday. So, uh, tonight I'd like to just get into some things as far as A lot of times our kids will actually surprise us and learn more than we actually thought they would. And then at that point you want to balance whether pushing them along further completely or just pushing them along with certain subjects. So I think the best way you can do that is just observe your child, read as much information as you can. More resources available to us. I like to think we have friends who homeschooled, or family who homeschooled, and most importantly, we have the children themselves. They'll, they'll let us know what they're ready for. A lot of times, I know with my children, I find when we're done with today's lesson, a lot of times they'll ask for more and ask to go to other links and other sites to do a bit more, do more learning. So never limit your children on what they can do, and never over exceed expectations. Just kind of let them be the guide, and you can't go wrong. At the end of the day, we're not in it for our ego or for, oh, my kid knows this and my kid knows that. Everybody knows a little something, more or less than the next person. We're here to cultivate their minds and get as much information as they are ready for and that they want to get into, into play. Never be afraid to ask your partner for help, or even if it's a grandma, say, hey, grandma, I need to go to the store today. Can you read this book I had from my son, Little Billy, or whatever you want to call him for the time, for the sake, <laughs> time's sake, being here tonight. But a lot of times, if it's something I know I didn't get to do, I'll just ask their mom, hey, can you read that, or can you go over this with them? Something I think I'm telling them, and they're just not getting it from me. I'm like, hey, he was having trouble doing X, Y, Z. Can you, can you show him? I tried to show him, he wasn't quite getting it. And it takes a village, it takes a whole household. So if you, as mom or the primary teacher or dad's primary teacher, always ask your partner. If you don't have a partner, you're a single parent, ask a friend, ask a neighbor. Uh, anybody can 
could get along and help you out when it's coming to teaching your kid. I'm sure most people won't mind reading a book to a child or helping them write in numbers or his ABCs. They probably don't want to do it every day and be a burden and make it a routine, but every now and then you need somebody to step in for you because we can't always do it ourselves. So let's, let's just keep that in mind. Another thing is we want to incorporate non-traditional learning as well. So I know, for example, this week we went to a Hindu meditation retreat. Children learning how to meditate, how to learn how to be still and be calm when needed. And it sounds, oh, what are you doing? But oftentimes we'll find one of the main things is kids get distracted easier. So, by teaching them to meditate, teaching them to focus, they can learn how to, when they feel like they're getting out of out of realm and out of focus, they can reel themselves back in and learn how to get more attention on what they're doing. Same thing goes for parents. I know a lot of times, along with the homeschool, we have other, we have bills, we have trips we need to plan, or doctor's appointments we need to come up, but you got to be in the moment, you got to be ready. Because they're watching you and taking their cues from you. If they see you're disinterested, they're going to be disinterested as well. So you got to bring that excitement and that attention level and that focus to them. And they'll absorb off of that as well. Also, when the weather changes, when it gets warm outside, give them activities outside to do. Let them do their science activities outside. Dig in the dirt, get some worms and some butterflies, some leaves. One thing we like to do, like kids always, always love to just get the leaves off the ground. So we get the leaves off the ground, tape them or glue them with some cardboard, and now we got the season. Now we got spring. Now we got fall. Show them that way. There's all those different things you can do. Use everything's a teachable moment. So never just limit yourself or stifle yourself or think the only way to go is outside the box. We got to make this difficult and fancy. Not really, you know, you have to do all that. However, that's what you choose, and that works for you. I don't knock it. But I know a lot of times we really don't have time to make Einstein in five minutes. So we got to work with what we got as far as our schedules and our lives. Another thing that we often overlook, I know I overlook, is how much important a routine is and how much important a routine is not. So you want to get your children a routine as far as knowing they have to do work every day. But it doesn't always have to be a time schedule. Us children are, are moody. Depends on what they ate last night, how much energy they got. Might still be sugared up. But how much sleep they got, they might still be tired. And nothing's worse than trying to teach a tired child. Oh, it will not work. You can push and pull and that mule will not go. He doesn't want to hear what you have to say. He doesn't want to write. He doesn't want to listen. He's just looking at you like, not now, man. We are not going to do this with you. So, fill your children out. So, they're a good day. They're a slow day. They need extra motivation. Is any motivation going to help at all? Sometimes they're rushing you through. Hurry, hurry. I want to do X, Y, and Z. I want to learn math. I want to do my math now. And you're like, slow down. We got to do English. Or slow down. You're in the middle of drawing this project right now. Finish the project. Make it neat. Best you can, then we'll go to something else. So, again, it's all about following the children's God. Let let them dictate what we're going to be doing as far as their rhythm and how they're going for the day. Everyone knows their children. Everyone knows when they're having a quote-unquote good day, quote-unquote bad day. 
And most times, the good or bad day is really in the eyes of the parent. And what we're trying to do is conflict on what the kid wants to do for the day. So, children will be children. They're pretty consistent. Personalities are consistent. Their wants and needs are consistent. So it's generally us parents that lack the flexibility. I know I'm guilty of that. There's no shame in my game. I'm human like everybody else. I'm looking at what time it is. Do I got to get ready for work yet? Do I got to make extra lunch today? And I'm looking like I only have an hour to do this. And they're looking like that's got nothing to do with me, Pop. We're here. We're here to do our work. And we'll do it done when we're ready. I want to take 15 minutes to write my name today. Normally he can do it in five. Three. Nope. Today he wants to take 15 minutes. He wants to make sure every letter is perfect. And he wants to do it three and four times. He wants to huff and puff because it's not perfect. You're looking at him like, dude, you really know you got five minutes before nap and lunch. You don't want to hear that, so what do you do? Do you fuss at him? No. They say, all right, here's the compromise. Lunch is coming up. We can finish this part, and then we'll do four more later. It's got to work, give and take. At the end of the day, the child's education, the child learning is the priority. Again, not our ego, not our pride. We want to keep the shit moving smoothly. Don't want to lose control and have them think it's just a madhouse and they can do whatever they want. But sometimes you need that flexibility within your structure. All right, thanks for listening to this segment. You all enjoy. If it's good weather, get on out there and enjoy it. If it's bad weather, warm up tight, grass my hot cocoa. Peace.